Live from Nashville, Tennessee, this is the Campfire Cafe on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. Rising up your bow, turn the soundboard on righty, and turn the lights way down low. See the hard, hard times, and folks are coming ahead now. Let it go, let it go. So dance all built in 1910. These pine wood planks have seen a whole lot of dancing since then. Been through two world wars, years of drought, and the Great Depression. Just put your best boots on and we'll play your song. We've been through hard times before, we can do it again. Come on down and shake some friends. Move a little closer. Take it on back. Give me a sister, show those cowboys where it's at. Texas twirl, to that pretty little girl, hold on honey, we'll dance till the sun comes up again, that bass is something, this joint is jumping, folks from town and the county all around, every walk of life and every station, we've got bills to pay, but baby not today, this is our Saturday night. So put your best boots on and we'll play a song Cause when your life comes unhinged You can come on down and shake some friends Move a little closer Take it on back Shimmy at the show those cowboys where it's at Give a Texas twirl To that pretty little
It's Fringe by Mary Kay Holt. Welcome to the Campfire Cafe for this last Thursday of the year in Nashville, Tennessee. I'm your host, Gary Holt, and joining us in Albuquerque, New Mexico, is our always lovely co-host, Miss Bobby Bell. Good morning, Bobby. Good morning. It's also the last Thursday of the year here in Albuquerque. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. I guess it is everywhere. Yeah. 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 We woke up. You woke up this morning. Yeah, well, that was amazing. (laughs) To snow (laughs) on the ground. Oh, really? Really? Yeah. Well, it's It's gone. It's It's gone now, but yeah. Wow. Have you had any? Wow. Oh, we've had snow last week, and uh, it's kind of interesting because last Thursday, it was minus one degree here in Nashville, Tennessee. Highly, highly unusual for us, And, uh, and I think tomorrow it's supposed to be a week later. We're supposed to hit 62 or 63 degrees. So uh-huh. it's like this, this is Tennessee and it's wintertime. But uh, we had record cold. I mean, we were down with the windshields below minus 19. And uh, and mm. I know that sounds cold to some people around the world that are listening to the show. Mm-hmm. That was not too cold. And to our right. guests that we'll be visiting with shortly, I guess minus 19 <laughs> won't sound too bad. But uh, anyway... So, did you have a good Christmas, Bobby Bell? We did. We had a wonderful Christmas. How about you? Well, it was just nice. Mary Kay and I were home alone, and uh, I almost I did start to watch that movie, by the way. But we were home <laughs> alone this year for the first time, and so it was kind of cool just to spend Christmas with my wife. And, mm-hmm. uh, and so we just stayed in because, again, it was terribly cold and snowy and icy, and so we just uh, we just stayed in and snuggled. That was not a bad that thing sounds, at all. Not yep, a bad thing. That at sounds all. like perfect, perfect Christmas. It was a perfect Christmas for us. Well, we're going to have a perfect show today, and tell us who we've got joining us. We have good friends of yours and mine returning to the show, Alan and Jill Kirkham. So we're looking forward to talking with Alan Jill on the Campfire Cafe, and then in the second hour of the show, we'll be visiting with Angel Heart Farm here in Nashville, Tennessee. So we've got a great lineup today for this final Thursday of the year. And uh, let's get things kicked off for our first guest. Let's take a listen to a great song by Alan and Jill. It's one called Whoopie Tie Yo. It's from Sunrise on the Prairie. We'll be back in just a moment to talk with them today on the Campfire Cafe. Cowpuncher loping along His hat was thrown back And his spurs were a-jingling And as he approached He was singing this song Whoopie-tie-yo Get along, little doggies But you're misfortune And none of my own Whoopie-tie-yo Get along, little doggies You know that Wyoming Will be your new home 
time we round up the doggies. Markham and Random and Bob hop their tails. Round up the horses and load the chuck wagon. Throw them little doggies out on the long trail. Whoopie tie-yo, get along little doggies. It's your misfortune and none of my own. Whoopie tie-yo, get along little doggies. You know that Wyoming will be your new home. Daddy was born way down in Texas where the gypsum weed and the sandburrs grow. We'll peel you up there on prickly pear and choya, put you out on the trail to Idaho. Whoopie tie, I get along, little doggies. It's your misfortune and none of my own. Whoopie tie, I Get along, little doggies. You know that Wyoming will be your new home. winning Campfire Cafe on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. If you're just joining us, you just heard the Western classic Whoopie Tie-Yo performed by today's special guests, Alan and Jill Kirkham. Calling South Dakota home, Alan and Jill Kirkham's live performances, recorded music, and as radio hosts, DJs of the popular Sunday two-hour radio show, Circuit Rider Roundup with Alan and Jill, they are sharing Western music around the world. Alan and Jill are husband and wife, traditional Western music performing artists featuring singer-songwriter Alan on vocals, yodels, guitar, and mandolin, and Jill on vocals, storyteller, bass, and harmonica. They've released two award-winning CDs, Cowboy Classics, and the one we're featuring today, Sunrise on the Prairie. Please welcome back to Campfire Cafe, longtime friends of both Gary and mine, Academy of Western Music Duo Group of the Year Award winners, Alan and Jill Kirkham. Welcome, Alan and Jill. Well, thank you very much. It's great to be on the show today. Yeah, good talking to you guys again. We're really excited about this morning. Howdy, howdy, howdy. How are you guys? Hi, Gary. Hi, Gary. Hey, tell us what your temperature was this past week in South Dakota. Oh, my goodness. What was was our low? Well, the overnight low uh, at the barn was minus 35. um, Oh, me. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, minus 35, and I think the wind chill factor they were saying was uh, somewhere around minus 56. So, oh, yeah, that was wow. a short trip to the barn that day. But, um, wow. So that was the overnight. That doesn't happen oh, wow. real often. You know, it's happened a few times since we moved up here about 10 years ago. Yeah, so uh, not bad today. I think we got up this morning. It was in the mid-20s, maybe 28 or so. And Headed to the mid-30s. Feels, Headed up. So it feels, we're doing, feels we're like a heat wave. We're 30. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it feels like heat wave. <laughs> yeah, well, I thought so. I thought it was kind of cold up there, but minus 35 for a temperature is just. Bobby, what do you think about that? I think you stay indoors. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> 
I posted a, I posted a, a, a couple of photographs yesterday about uh, me being out feeding the horses in whiteout conditions. And mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. a couple of years ago, and I said, I really did miss feeding horses, uh, but I do not miss being out breaking ice <laughs> at minus temperatures. I've got to tell you. Well, yeah, that's true. When you've got when you've got sideways snow going, and, uh, and you still got to get out there and, and take care of animals, yeah, it gets a little cool. <laughs> Every yeah, it gets then. a little bit cool. It's a bit cool. So how, was, well, how was your Christmas? How was your Christmas? What did you get, Jill, oh. Alan? <laughs> oh, my goodness. She's got a brand-new five-string bass. Wow. Wow. Oh, yeah. So And got it just in time. And actually, we did a, a, a big Christmas show at the Western Heritage Center up in Spearfish, which is our kind okay. of big annual Christmas event up there, you know, a cowboy Christmas with Alan and Jill. And that bass got here the day before that that oh, show. Of course, okay. she had to play it, which means we had to stop every now and then and <laughs> retune the. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh yeah. You know, we did something oh, kind of different this year. Um, we didn't open presents, Alan and I didn't. Um, we talked about it, and we said, "You want to just go shopping and get what we want." <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> But my favorite, actually, my favorite present of hers this year was that Jeep Rubicon. Oh, my goodness. Uh huh. Fair no expense. Uh huh. Fair no expense for my honey, right? <laughs> I guess not. I guess not. How cool. How cool. Well, what what are you plans for the new year? What are your plans for the new year? Are you going to be with family or no, friends just, over uh, or going somewhere? We had local family for Christmas. Um, we couldn't leave. Obviously, all the roads were shut at Christmas time, and we couldn't get to the rest of our family. But uh, we just had an invitation last night. Some friends in town are having a big party at their house, so I think we're going to hit that. Probably so. Yeah. Uh, at the, that'll at the, be at great. The house here in town is called the White House. Yeah. <laughs> it looks really? like, it looks white like a White House. You're right. Wow! 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 So, wow! Well, it sounds be, like uh, a great time. Nice evening with some close family and friends, yeah. Oh, that's great. That's great. Well, I want to get to another song real quickly. This is one called Riding Old Pain. It's from the CD Sunrise on the Prairie. And uh, we're going to talk more with Alan and Jill about we're not going to tell you until we come back. But right now, let's take a listen to Riding Old Pain. And we'll be back in just a moment. Montana for to throw the hula hand. They feed in the coolies, they water in the draw. Their tails are all matted, their backs are all raw. Ride around, little doggies, ride around real slow. For the fiery and the snuffy are raring to go. Old Bill Jones had two daughters in a song. One went to Denver, the other went wrong. His wife, she died in a pool room fight. He sings a song from morning till night. Right around, little doggies, right around real slow. 
for the fiery and the snuffy are raring to go. Take my saddle from the wall Put it on my pony And lead him from the stall Tie my bones to his back Turn our faces to the west We'll ride the prairies That we love the best Ride around, little doggies Ride around real slow For the fiery and the snuffy Are raring to go Ride around, little doggies Ride around real slow You're listening to Equestrian Legacy Radio's Campfire Cafe, heard around the world at equestrianlegacy.net and on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple iTunes, Apple Podcasts, and iTunes as well. So... I was just wondering, I've never asked you two this question, but how and where did you meet? How and where did you meet? Oh, we met, okay, I was in the Air Force for quite a while, and uh, I had one assignment up in Alaska. It was a remote assignment. And when I came back from Alaska, I was assigned to Scott Air Force Base, Illinois. And uh, I decided one morning to, to try out a local church there in the in the. It's kind of the East St. Louis, Belleville, Illinois area. Went to church okay. and and I and I saw this this beautiful young blonde there that that uh, I thought, wow, I wonder who that is. Uh, it it turns out she was the preacher's daughter. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and the bonus was that she played guitar. Oh. So that, that, to, uh, uh, that, well, there's a long story getting to where we actually played guitar together, but you can it go ahead. It developed a friendship, yeah. Yeah, we were we ended up being best friends over music and guitars uh, for a couple of years. Uh, and oh, wow. Back to the point where she would ask me, you know, hey, this guy has asked me out. What do you think? And I'd go, yeah, yeah, that, he's a pretty good guy. And I don't know, uh, too long before she start. She'd start asking me, what do you think of this guy? And I go, no, that guy's a real slug. You don't want to go out with him. Oh, gosh. So how long, Alan, before you asked Jill to tie the knot? Oh, two years probably. Yeah. Yeah, it was about two years. Well, the kicker was that she went away to school at Manhattan uh, Kansas, Kansas State University and, and uh, Manhattan Christian College did kind of a dual thing there. And I was okay. at Scott Air Force Base, Illinois. And so I realized, you know, to see her, I was working on my commercial pilot license at the time and I had to fly out certain cross country flights. And so they'd all end up in Manhattan, Kansas. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and it, so about, I guess it was about around your birthday, around Valentine's Day, uh, about that time that I flew out there and 
and proposed. They had a you know beautiful lake up there. What was that called? That, that Tuttle Creek Dam. Tuttle Creek, yeah, something like that. So I I took her out and and uh, went down on my knee and proposed with a diamond out there overlooking the lake. And uh, you know mm. obviously a a moment we're not going to forget. So yeah, it was about oh, wow. two years. We started playing live music together in 1979, and that was about 1981. So about wow. well, we got wow. married in wow. Oh, oh, that, so that would have been 78 to 80 and then married in 81. Right. Got it. Oh, so, wow. Yeah, so wow. Cheap. I need her around. To keep him keep him straight. <laughs> keep him straight. So how many years right. now? Almost 42. Coming yeah. up in March. It'll oh, be 42. wow. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Well, congratulations. 42 is a record. That's pretty cool. And it just that seems is... like yesterday. Yeah. yeah, I can't believe how how quickly time has gone. Just amazing. But. Yeah, well, I can't believe that we're we're wrapping up 2022, you know, and getting oh. ready to start yeah. in 2023, you know. Oh yeah, it it's, seemed like yesterday we were playing, you know, for a special Fourth of July event here in the hills, and it's uh, all of a yeah. sudden we're looking at New Year. Yeah. Yeah, I told Mary Kay the other day. I said, you know, I haven't gotten used to writing 2022 yet because we don't write checks anymore you know so <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, gosh gosh well we want to get to another song this one is sunrise on the prairie this is the title cut from the cd how did the cd come about go ahead you want to start well alan wrote this song and we we liked it enough that we wanted to feature it on the cd then we decided that um, we were doing a lot of these old trail songs in our in our concerts and stuff that, that we wanted to have a whole CD of some of the older trail songs, you know, the 1800s and such. Right. And, you know, to right. lay some groundwork, our shows that we do under contract, we have a couple of contracts we do here for dinner shows and chuck wagon shows. And so all of our audiences are basically bussed in from back east on bus tours. And they want oh, to Oh, yeah. So they love this stuff. And they, yeah. they want to hear the traditional old classic cowboy songs. So so both of our CDs that you guys have mentioned this morning um, are geared toward meeting that need as well as uh, putting in a lot of our own original music uh, in those CDs as well. So that's where that came from. Now, the song itself, you know, we're part of the Marshall's Posse here, which is a, a mounted right. uh, posse that we do traffic control for major events. So we had an event down at at um, Custer State Park. And, you know, and I've heard you talk to folks before about the Buffalo Roundup and such, but right. we had an event one right. morning where we were saddling up, had to get up before, you know, before dawn, brush them out, saddle them up. And then as the sun came up over the prairie part and lit up the, the hills and the buffalo, that planted the seed for this song. Oh, wow. Well, that's a great lead into it. So let's take a listen to Sunrise on the Prairie, and we'll be back in just a moment to talk more with Alan and Jill Kirk today on the Campfire Cafe. The trail I'm riding on A new day in the saddle God 
Sunrise on the Prairie, our special guests, Alan and Jill Kirkham, the title track from a recent release. And we're having a great time catching up with these two. Um, I need to ask you a little something about your radio show. I'm sure you figured one of us was going to ask you about radio. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad you are, yeah. So you do have this wonderful two-hour Western gospel radio show, Circuit Writer Roundup, with Alan and Jill. Um, Tell us a little bit about how this show came about, and um, what 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 do you what's the backstory to how you put it together every week? Oh well, I'll tell you how it kind of started. Um, We uh, were listening to American Cowboy Radio, and there was a song that played that. We didn't know who the artist was, so Alan shot off a message to Ben, the station owner, and said, boy, it'd sure be nice if you'd announce who sang those songs. We'd like to know. (laughs) And then, what, a few weeks later, we get a call from Ben, and he said, put your money where your mouth is. Yeah, but you know what? I really got to think, even even before that, there was – we went to this DJ – breakfast where DJs were, were challenging people and, and telling them what they needed to do get to get on radio. And there was this lady there named Bobby Jean Bell <laughs> that, cha- <laughs> that challenged Challenge the artists. She did. She challenged us, you know, all of us artists. Uh, hey, you know, if you want to get more and more Western music out there, I challenge you to think about having radio shows. So thank you, Bobby Jean, for planting that seed because that's where it started. <laughs> But we just didn't know how we would get into that. Right. Until Ben right. came and asked. Right. So thank you for that. Right. And then you asked about how we uh, kind of do our planning each week. Um, it, it's funny because we had, you know, we had one person that said, I'm, I'm not sure how you can do this. How can you put together, you know, even an hour worth of cowboy gospel music for a Sunday? That was not a problem at all. <laughs> In fact, no. Ben challenged us to start with a three-hour show, and we did that for about, what, six months. And when when the word got out, we started getting CDs from people like Riders in the Sky, Sons of mm-hmm. San Joaquin, uh, you know, just, just all kinds of folks. The Sons of the Pioneers sent us, like, their whole collection. It was pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. And um, they just started – just CDs started showing up every day in the mailbox. Well, when artists found out we were going to play – their um, faith-based songs and gospel-inspired songs, they were excited because those are the songs that don't traditionally get mm-hmm. played for them. Mm-hmm. And right. uh, so right. we receiving mm-hmm. a lot of new material. Right, and so that gave us an out, you know, gave them an outlet, an outlet or a venue, if you will, for those songs mm-hmm. to get played. And uh, and and that was about the time that we noticed that you know, Bobby Jean, you're. Your uh, gospel show, you started one on Sunday, which was a good inspiration for us as well, and uh, to get ideas from you, as well as Judy James, who also had mm-hmm. a gospel radio show about that time that started. So uh, hopefully we've got a trend now between you and us and Judy uh, <laughs> that uh, is going to continue now of, of being able to get that Western gospel music out there that honors God as well as our Western way of life. And I was reading now, it's been picked up, uh, of course, syndicated and played on a lot of other stations, but you're also getting international. You've been picked up. Um, tell us about that, because, you know, I, the song that we just played, Sunrise on the Prairie, there is, um, as I was listening, you know, there's a lyric about God whispers in the wind. And um, I thought, you <laughs> yeah. know, um, when you put an idea out there, 
and it's also God-given. It is amazing um, how that mustard seed will grow. And I think how you just described things is exactly kind of what's happened. And just you've only, you've been on the air what three three years, two years? No, not three years. We're, we're just starting our third year. Yeah, yeah we're just starting your third year. Oh wow! And, wow. and now what? you're you know you've you've got some international. Um, it's really exciting. <laughs> it's it's exciting. It's exciting for the musicians. It's exciting for Western and gospel music to find these audiences. And obviously for the two of you to be the the um, the hosts following, you know, what God whispered in your ear. <laughs> so, well, and this all very, came to be, too, um, when Alan retired as a full-time worship pastor. Um, so we're not associated with any particular church now. We'll play at our church occasionally. But um, he left that ministry as a paid professional in staff, right. staff in worship mm-hmm, music. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Uh, this was kind of our next step on, well, how do we worship God with our music and praise him when mm-hmm. we're just doing cowboy stuff? And not just cowboy stuff, because it's provided a, just a, a great opportunity for us. Right. And Well, and as you know as well, uh, you guys know this, that, Traditionally, there's a lot of cowboy music that that honors God. You know, a, a classic example of that is Ghost Riders in the Sky. You know, mm-hmm. cowboy change your ways today, or with us you will ride. You know, and uh, there's, so there's a lot of that already within Western music. And uh, one of the things that Ben told us that the reason why he gave us that call is that first of all, he knew that you know we're within the Western community and. And we have probably shared the stage or at least been in the same events as most of the people we play. And so we know a lot of these artists anyway. So Ben noticed that, but he also noticed that every time that we play, even when we do a concert or a dinner show or a chuck wagon, we still do music within that show that honors God. And we, and we try to do give back to him that way. So for us, it was really a natural transition when he called Mm-hmm. Oh, that's great. Yeah, congratulations. Very exciting. Yeah. Thank, Thank you. you. So that I think we, we want to get to another song. Um, Gary, are we doing Mucking Out Stalls? We're going to change. I guess we're going to change. <laughs> yeah, this is not quite a religious song. But, uh, yeah, Mucking Out Stalls. How did, this one, how did this come about? I guess you can get religious. But maybe you don't want people to hear everything you say when you're mucking out songs. Okay. I don't know. No, no, this is a great song because it goes back to our earlier conversation about those sideways blizzards. Yeah. <laughs> and and this yeah. is, okay, I'll, I'll preface this by saying it's a true story. <laughs> and, uh, you know, early in the season when I, wanted, when I was still mucking out stalls, I was out there and realized that, you know, it was, a lot of these were already frozen. It's like, okay, this is going to stay here until I get my front end loader in the spring. But that that planted the seed, so uh, hopefully your listening audience here will will enjoy a little bit of reality about the the romantic side of cowboying, <laughs> and can relate, and can relate as well. This is Mucking Out Stalls. This is the Campfire Cafe. We're talking with Alan and Jill Kirkham today, and we'll be right back. <laughs> Cowboy riding my horse out on the range, pushing cows across the prairie, singing cowboy songs at the grange. It's romantic. 
romantic and it's glorious the cowboy life they say now i'm just mucking out stalls throwing hay every day <laughs> mucking out stalls peaceful on my own mucking out stalls quiet time alone Bucking out stalls where a man can think. There are times this stuff can stink. Goes in one end, comes out the other, piles right up. Let me tell you, brother. Living the life you owe. Just bucking out stalls. Cow-calf operation Sorting out calves down in the spring Gathering, roping, and branding Then a campfire where we all sing Fresh air and solitude It's really therapeutic, y'all Just me alone with the horses I just love Mucking out stalls. <laughs> mucking out stalls in hot and cold. Mucking out stalls, but it never gets old. Mucking out stalls gets me all tickled. In a blizzard, scooping frozen poop sickles. Mucking out stalls. Pile keeps getting bigger. Mucking out stalls. Never saw that from Trigger. <laughs> Living the life you all. Just mucking out stalls, mucking out stalls, just mucking out stalls. Yodelay, yodelay, Mucking out stalls. Hey, Jill, do you ever notice that when you clean out a horse trailer and have it all nice and clean, and the first thing when you load your horse, they First time poop. you load them, man. <laughs> first time you load I, them. It's, it's like, I got to tell you, yeah, I was sitting like, and watching TV last night, and my cat hopped up on my lap, and I'm like, holy cow, what have you been rolling in? <laughs> You've been rolling in fresh stuff. <laughs> yeah, I think she was out finding the fresh stuff out in the stall. <laughs> oh, gosh. My, my dog used to do that. I just love that. I just love that. Oh, yeah, ours, oh, ours do that. too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So what, uh, what, what are you looking forward to in 2023 as we're getting ready to start a brand new year? Well, we've been – it'd be pretty accurate to say our music's been blessed. You know, we uh, – a, a lot of the time, uh, artists, Western artists, you're on, on the road away from home. We've been blessed in that we've – gotten some pretty good significant contracts that are not like onesie twosie but like whole series of shows so we got a contract from one bus company that that runs the entire uh tourism season and that's like tuesday wednesday and thursday night dinner shows in rapid city and then we got wow. another contract where we do a uh, a series of chuck wagon supper shows at the high plains western heritage center in spearfish south dakota where they got an amazing museum and a, and a new theater with new seating and lighting and all that. 
so those are our main ones. And then the state of South Dakota has has granted us what they call South Dakota Humanities Council um, scholar status, which means we can go around the state and present a history of traditional Western music. Uh, there's a small fee for like the museum or whatever, and then the state picks up our, our main fees, travel expenses, and hotel expenses. And oh, then that's on top of that, we were given a grant by the South Dakota Arts Council to be what they call touring artists. So those all kick in. That's a two-year grant that goes through 2024. So honestly, Gary, we, we, uh, we've got a lot of bookings uh, once we hit – actually, February is when it starts – and uh, well, actually a week from Saturday, we start with a funeral. That, that's true. We got a memorial service for a friend in Hill City. But uh, once those contracts kick in, that takes us all the way through about, you know, Christmas time next year on uh, 2023. Awesome. So and then, yeah. And then if onesie twosies come up, you know, we play for ranch concerts. Uh, we've done birthday parties and backcountry and, horsemen. Yeah. Backcountry yeah. horsemen groups has had us out. So it kind of just depends on if there's an open date. And I tell Alan, I said, we're so busy. Keep raising the price. <laughs> and so he does. And they keep paying. And it's like, well, <laughs> double us. <then. laughs> it's going to be tough to retire if they keep paying us. So, but the, uh, uh, we're not, we're going to have, we're not going to have much opportunity to leave our state. Uh, just uh, well, I started to say that's probably a not a bad thing. You know, you can stay close to home. Oh, right. That's right. Right. Yeah. Right. So the, I, I'm, I, I wanted we, to ask you. Go ahead. Yeah, one of the things. Oh, go ahead, Alan. This fresh in everybody's. This is fresh in everybody's mind. You know, every once in a while we do get away though, like the International Western Music Association, where we got to see you and Mary Kay. All of our friends, you know, it, it's great to be able to have those kind of gatherings to get together and see friends that we haven't seen in a long time. Uh, so right. there's a plus and a minus to staying at home in your state. It's uh, it's great to get away every once in a while and just go see your friends and share a stage with them. But, it, but it's awfully good to get back home once you've been oh, gone. Yeah. That is awfully oh, yeah. good to be back home. I'm I'm kind of a homebody. I like I like. Uh, I like staying close to home. Yeah, right. yeah. So I, I meant to ask you this earlier, but uh, a home for you guys uh, originally out west had been in Colorado, hadn't it? Uh, home as, as a couple, yes. Um, you know, we got married way back. I was still I was still enlisted in the Air Force when we first got married, right. and we I was stationed at Scott Air Force Base, Illinois, but. Once we got uh, uh, my commission, I got commissioned uh, about a year after we got married, actually two years after we got married. Uh, our first assignment was Colorado Springs. I was a space operations okay. officer in Cheyenne Mountain. And that became home. That became home. Okay. And uh, uh, being in that career field, it seemed like we would get assignments to go overseas, and then they'd bring us right back to Colorado. So we spent a lot of years in Colorado, and originally we did call that home until we moved here about a decade ago. How did how did that move happen for you? How did you move from Colorado to South Dakota? Well, our daughter was living, our oldest daughter was living in Colorado with us and, and got married to a young man there. And um, he decided to, he was working managing Starbucks. He's one of those guys that goes around and, and helps the stores um, achieve their goals. 
And he decided right. to back out of that and come and work at his dad's place here in, in Rapid City. They have an ice cream shop and uh, eventually bought his father's partner out and became partners with his dad. So they moved up here. Our other daughter was away at college and ultimately married a military man. And we're like, well, Meg's <laughs> not going to be moving. So let's go up to Rapid City and uh, be near them where we can at least be close to some grandbabies all the time. Yeah. So our grandbabies have not been yet. And then to tie in our music, even all along the, our, my military career, we were playing music. And for the last, uh, I don't know, last four or five years of that, we were very close to the Flying W Wranglers in Colorado Springs. Well, so we got to meet a lot of that Chuck Wagon music community. So when the word got right. out that we were coming up to the Black Hills, we got hired by a Chuck Wagon up here and, uh, you know, that hired both of us to be in their band. So we did that for the first three summers that we were here. And so the tie-in of trying to be where grandbabies were going to be born and were even that first year and getting to play Western music, that was a strong tie for us to be able to come up here. Oh, wow. Wow. Well, I had wondered about that. That That's that, that's an interesting story, and I don't blame you for wanting to be close to those grandbabies at all. Well, <laughs> so, you'd have ever asked me uh, – if I would end up living in South Dakota, I'd like, why? Yeah, what's what's there besides Mount Rushmore? There's a lot here. And cold. There's a lot here, but it was not on my radar. Yeah, we love yeah. we love the Black Hills. I'll tell you, this is a beautiful place. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, it is pretty cool. And I have friends that, that relocated from Tennessee out there, as you know, uh, with their with their uh, horse campground. And, uh, mm-hmm. and oh, old yeah. Phil That's Randall, scary, right? Phil Randall, that you know, that's out there, and yep, uh, yep. right, it, yeah, yep. so a lot of a lot of things. Here. Yeah, yeah, he's going to get run over. Yeah, okay, we're walking on each other, right? So yeah, Phil, uh, we met him when we first got here. Uh, he followed our music, and and uh, what was pretty neat is he's the guy that carries the American flag each year in the in the Buffalo Roundup. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. In fact, right. he is—he is the—he is the guy that got us involved with the uh, U.S. Marshals Posse here in South Dakota. Okay. All right. Yeah. That's all right. Well, there are a lot of good people all across the country that we've had the privilege to meet and get to know a little bit. So, uh, good, good folks. I want to get to another song real quickly, and this one is "Love Burst." Tell me about this song. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, was there a question? Alan, can you? Yeah, can you tell us oh. about this song? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, I, Jill and I, not only were best friends, but obviously, you know, being best friends, it, that's the that's kind of the the key and the secret to a long and lasting marriage is when you marry your best friend, and you both have yeah. the same strong beliefs and and you know and, and faith, and uh, so I as as I was thinking about some new songs for this CD. I really wanted to honor her and just just our love and uh, and uh, you know it's, it's not easy being a military family of all the moves you know we we basically did what 34 years total military between Air Force and Army and uh, that's wow. a lot of moves and when you're deployed overseas and you're away from your family you know Jill had to basically hold down the home front and do everything while I was gone. And so it's just as tough on families as it is on the military. 
so that I wanted to kind of reflect all that in that song. And so that's why I wrote that for this album and, and called it Love And tell them why we called it Love Burst. Well, what? that's just kind of a family thing we've done with each other and with our girls. Just all of a sudden we'll hug one another or sneak up and peck a little kiss, and we just called it a Love Burst or send a text with a hug in it. And it's like, oh, you had a love burst. Yeah. So if they're listening, this also goes out to our daughters, Andy and Meg. <laughs> oh, wow. This is a beautiful song. This is Love Burst. And uh, if you'll excuse me, but I think I'm going to copy that with my wife. From <laughs> All right. You so. bet. All right. Great song. This is Love Burst. It's from Sunrise on the Prairie. I saw the laughter in your eyes And to my surprise That's when I felt My heart melt With a love burst Blue I smile beneath your hat And just like that it's how I feel, makes my heart real, I get a love burst. We ride together at a open pace, wind in your hair, sun on your face, you smile at me for something I say. Luckiest man in the human race You are the cowgirl of my life When I'm with you, I am alive You're my partner, my love, my wife Without your love, how could I survive? Head over heels in love with you I can tell you love me too More than I can say Every night and day I get a love burst You followed me around the world A soldier's wife, your flag unfurled when you hurt, I feel your pain Love you in sunshine and in rain I see the laughter in your eyes and to my surprise, that's when I feel my heart reel with a love burst. That's when I feel my heart reel with a love burst. Love burst. Alan and Jill Kirkham from their CD, Sunrise on the Prairie. Well, this has just been so much fun. Um, 
I was kind of going back over some of the things that you've been involved in the last couple of years, and I see that you were in a movie as an ex, as extras <laughs> in 2019. So I'm wondering, you know, now that COVID is more or less behind us, I mean, it's still ever present, but it certainly hasn't stopped, again, live performances and live filming and all those kinds of things. Um, so are we going to see you um, in the movies anytime soon? Um, it actually had its premiere showing here in Rapid City since it was filmed out in this area, and we got to go to the premiere. It was that was a hoot, I'll tell you. Yeah, but the show stars that was that was it was fun, uh, but honestly, I'm not sure that's really in our future to do more of that because uh, that was a, a one-time thing where we're locals here, and it was filmed locally, and so we had an opportunity to to be part of it because we're. You know, we have a fan base here, and people knew who we were and just wanted to know if we'd like to try that. And that was fun. <laughs> but we did become friends with all the actors that were the main actors and, and were friends on Facebook, and we keep in touch. And so that's kind of cool. That was neat. To, to, just to see how that whole thing is done is amazing. You know, when you see a scene, you don't realize how many times they have to shoot that over and over and over to mm-hmm. get all the different mm-hmm. angles and the close-ups and all that. It. To do mm-hmm. one typical, what, maybe a two-minute scene takes a whole day. Yeah. It was, yes. it was crazy. Yeah. Yes. What was the name of that film? Blackwood. Yep, called The Blackwood. Blackwood. Okay. For the fun. Black Hills. How fun. The... Right. And actually, yeah. should we tell really, you know, it, it's it's a Western horror movie. Although yeah. it wasn't real scary. <laughs> and, and... <laughs> And there was enough comic relief in it that it was fun. Yeah, you got to be thinking like the mummy does western. Okay, it was the mm-hmm. Lakota Indian legend about a you don't want to wake up the look the uh, the, the Wendigo wind. because bad things will happen. It's like don't wake up the mummy, right? So yeah, yeah, it was oh, wow. fun to be part of that. Yeah, creepy, a creepy oh, wow. cowboy western. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. And we went into Walmart and they had it on the shelves for sale. So we uh, bought it for everybody for Christmas. For our family. <laughs> <laughs> the perfect holiday. Uh, gosh. Well, you'll have to be careful. You'll be like you'll be like uh, R. W. Hampton. I, you know, R. W. is like in all of the movies that are out there now. The oh, westerns yeah. that are showing a lot up. Of that. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. that's so cool. Mm-hmm. Well, listen, you guys have been so much fun to have on the show, and you'll have to come back again. Do you have a new album that's in the works? Are you are you writing any new music or? Actually, well, yeah, I'm, I'm working on some new music, and I and I have an idea, and I'll, I'll go ahead and be a, a bit of a spoiler here on this. Um, the the main title song I'm working on it's based on the the Missouri River which cuts right down through the middle of South Dakota and here in South Dakota we don't refer to ourselves as oh, I live in Eastern or Western it's either you're either East River or West River and okay. so if you're West River that includes the Badlands and the, and the Black Hills gold mining all that kind of stuff and that's the cattle people yeah it, it tend to be more of the ranchers and, and uh, and so I've titled this um, uh, West River is probably going to be the title of it. Now, it's a work in progress. I can't promise when this is going to come out, but probably not likely to, to happen this year. You know, it might be a release in early 2024, 
or maybe even at IWMA in November where I can get it in all the DJ bags, right? So mm-hmm. there you go. Mm-hmm. There you this go. Kind of in the back of our mind, uh, and what it will be is all original music and more public domain trail songs from the 1860s to 1920s. Well, that sounds pretty cool. That sounds pretty cool. Well, tell us how we can find you. You have a website people can go to and visit. That's right. It's uh, simply com, And just to make sure they spell Alan right, it's A-L-L-E-N. So uh, that's just, you know, we just go by Alan and Jill, and that's the name of our website. Right. And you can find our, our performance schedule on there as well as our bio, lots of photographs. We have fun with that. Some uh, videos of live performances. In fact, if you want to see the equestrian legacy, a cowboy Christmas from two years ago, that oh was, yeah, that was, was so much fun the other day. Yeah, it was. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. They can see that on our website as well, as well so. as buy CDs, as well as buy CDs. Right. There you go. There you go. Well, you guys have been absolutely great. We've had in, so much fun visiting with you today, and we look forward to having you back as well. We're going to close out this segment of the show with uh, with a song that I just love. It's called All the Pretty Little Horses. And uh, uh, Alan and Jill, Happy New Year to you guys. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. We appreciate uh, your having us on, Gary and, and Bobby Bell. And, uh, yeah, a lot of fun. Thank you so much. Have a happy New Year, you guys. Happy right, New Year. Talk to you soon. Talk to you okay. soon. Don't you cry Go to sleep, little baby When you wake You shall have All the pretty little horses Paints and bays Sorrows and grace A coach and six little horses When you wake You shall have All the pretty little horses In your bed Mama said Baby's riding up to dreamland One by one they've begun To dance and prance for little baby Buckskins and bays Dapples and grays A coach and six little horses When you wake shall have all the pretty little
days, dapples and grays, babies riding up to dreamland. When you wake, you shall have all the pretty little Hush-a-bye, don't you cry Go to sleep, little baby When you wake, you shall have All the pretty little for Saddle Up America on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. When we come back, we'll be visiting Angel Heart Farm right here in Nashville, Tennessee. This old west is a dangerous place. Everywhere I look, there's a hairy face But I got my dog and my old red roan And this 44 gun my daddy owned I met some bad folks along the way Made it plain I wouldn't stay I seen them hanging from a hanging tree Bad for them and good for me Traveling west, I'm traveling west Where I'm bound, I cannot guess Traveling west, I'm traveling west where I'm bound, I don't know yet I've been traveling all month long Can't decide where I belong My mama said when I left Tennessee Son, you'll likely not see 23 the river is wide and the water is deep And if I drown, no one will weep I'll make my camp on a higher ground No one else but the stars around Traveling west, I'm traveling west Traveling west, I'm traveling west 
Chapman traveling west. Welcome back to Saddle Up America on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. I'm your host, Gary Holt, and in Albuquerque, New Mexico, is our co-host, Miss Bobby Bell. Right now, we want to welcome to the show the founder of Angel Heart Farm in Nashville, Tennessee, Miss Tracy Huiava. Tracy, how are you? I'm doing great, Gary. How are you? Thanks for having us back. Well, good to have you. It's been too long. It's been I too know. long. What's up with that? I think you're, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I think you're in a new location since you were on the last time. So for our audience around the world, tell everybody exactly where you are in the Nashville area. So we're 30 minutes, 35 minutes outside of Nashville in a beautiful area called College Grove. It's in Williamson County. Um a little area called Bethesda it's we have the best neighbors I will tell you that it's just incredibly picturesque and we just love it we've been here we got the farm August 1st so uh, three years ago so we've been here for three years now wow well I didn't realize it's been that long since you've been on (laughs) yeah I know (laughs) but it's great we really we're loving it we built a um, indoor arena and another barn on the property to house all the critters. So, yeah, it's going very well. Oh, that's great. Well, tell us a little bit about Angel Heart Farm, how it got started, and exactly what do you do there as far as the equine-assisted therapy? Okay, so 21 years ago, I can't believe it's been that long, I had a dream. I was teaching bald-headed children to ride horses. Um and they were cancer patients in my dream. And I had just finished up my first battle with cancer. Um, 
when I was in the music industry, as you know, and I was a wardrobe stylist and set designer, and I just absolutely love what I did. And but my my dream took me into a different path, and um, I reached out to lots of hospitals to and met with social workers to see if it was even a good idea to start a therapeutic program for children with cancer. And they all asked when the barn doors were opening. So I quit my company and I started a nonprofit. Yeah. I shake my head every day and go, why did I do that? (laughs) But I absolutely (laughs) love what we do. Um, The unique, we are the only program of its kind that focuses on the entire family, just not the child that's battling cancer. Actually, we've kind of, we don't say battling anymore. We say beating cancer. We say all of our kids are beating cancer. So battling is out the door. We beat. So um, that's what we do. Um, Our children, we teach them how to ride, how to take care of their, their horses. We have 11. We have four Welch ponies and a mini and six Arabians. Um, 75% of them are retired show horses or active show horses. Um, a lot of our kids are competing in horse shows. This past couple years, they've been winning a million blue ribbons and a lot of confidence. So that's been great. Um, we totally teach our kids to ride. I always tell everybody it's not a dog and pony show. I don't leave them around. They have to do everything. They've got to become little horse people, and they know how to pack up their ponies and horses. They know how to groom their horses correctly. They, you know, I every once in a while, if I feel mean, I'll make them clean a stall or two. So, you know, <laughs> one of my little girls said to me last week, Gary, she goes, I don't ever fear of falling off. I'm fear you're going to yell at me. And I'm like, what? So, you know, I don't know. I don't really have that tough of a teacher, but apparently I am. But I said, well, uh, you know. I'm not gonna fall off, so don't worry about it. <laughs> I might yell at you, but yeah, yeah we've well, in, um, yeah, go ahead. Oh, so we just have amazing children. We work with TriStar Children's. We work with Vanderbilt Children's, St. Jude's, UK Children's, Alabama, all in the realm that Southeast quadrant is where we work. So, and they all come here and ride and. Um, we have some kids that have been riding with me for five and six years. So, you know, that part of the program, that part of their life doesn't go away when they when they go into remission. They are able to ride with us for as long as they want. So, and I, oh, that's we've got great. some great. Yeah, that's one thing I really want to make sure is that they continue to ride and follow their dream and their passion. We have lots of kids who um, own their own horses now, much to the parents' chagrin because they had no <laughs> idea how expensive. <laughs> I have no idea. I've got kids that are, I've got three kids that are in vet school right now. That tells you how old the program's been going on. So that's one's at UT, um, University of Tennessee, which is really great. We've got one in Ohio, and then we've got one in Texas A&M. So I told them they all got to come back and be our veterinarians for free when they're, when they're graduated. Well, I started to ask, I started to ask that question, you know, if, if you've done this for over 21 years now, uh, how many kids that you've worked with, uh, have actually continued their career with horses or their hobby with horses? And it sounds like quite a few. A lot. I was surprised. I mean, I get little Christmas cards, you know, from some of our past students who have moved on and, and stuff. And, they're like, I'm still taking riding lessons, and, you know, like I said, we've got three vet students, which 
which I absolutely love. And the the funny thing is, these three that are uh, that are in vet school, they knew nothing about horses when they started riding with me. And just ninety percent of my kids don't know anything about horses until you know they begin riding. So it's pretty amazing. I'm really proud of them. They found their little niche and. Now they all want to be large animal vets, so that's you know <laughs> crazy. <laughs> mm, that's great. That's great. So Tracy, I, never, I don't know if I've ever asked you or not, but how did you get started with horses? Oh well, my dad was a very smart man. We were my dad was a farmer, and um, the day I was born, I got a pony. My dad went wow. to Shetland. Yeah, that was my that was my dad. <laughs> He went to Shetland Pony World in Millington, Michigan, which no longer exists, and bought me a pony. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Wow. <laughs> so yeah, so I've had horses. My I've never. I'm 57, and I've never not had a day without a horse. So I'm very, very lucky. That, yeah. That is great. I I I think my parents knew that. You know. Having, I mean, I got a pitchfork when I was four, if that tells you anything. So, you know, like, you know, Merry Christmas, here's a pitchfork and a new halter for your pony or a boot, you know. But um, I wouldn't have had it any other. You know, they knew that they wanted us to have a sense of responsibility, even at a very young age, to take care of something bigger than yourself. And it was funny, like, some people may not know, we had really bad weather here in Tennessee, like it was like Michigan weather, where I'm originally from. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was brutal. And, you know, I didn't get my morning coffee first. They got their warm water first and their hay first. And, you know, that's what my parents said. You know, you take care of your animals first. You know, you're you're secondary, you know. And it was funny. Yeah, yeah. That night, that afternoon, and I'm like, oh, I really want something hot to drink. But they're thirsty, so I better go take care of them first, you know. (laughs) And thing about our program is we teach our kids to be caregivers instead of care recipients because as a cancer patient you you're handed every I mean you're well taken care of you know and so much is done for you and you know we want them to learn to be a giver instead of a recipient of care so you know they have got to give their horses just as much love and patience and care as their doctors and nurses give them and it does oh that's great so that's that's my main reason for the program i really do believe that i want them to come out of their shell and you know build that confidence back and a lot of our kids you know they they lose their hair and they lose their confidence and they lose their ability to do a lot of normal things that they're used to doing and so we want the horses to you know help them break through that that bad part of you know mental sadness in their lives to look forward to something so yeah you know tracy (laughs) as you're talking uh and talking about the children learning to be caregivers as well as receiving care uh Talk to us a little bit about how your program, which encompasses the whole family, what have you seen happen to some of the family members, to mom and dad, as their kids are learning how to care for horses and ride horses and and have that kind of exposure? (laughs) They absolutely love it. Um, 
We just implemented a literacy reading program at the farm. We emulated it from um, the Arabian Literacy Program up in Canada. My friend Gary Miller started it many years ago. And about four months ago, I thought I could see my, some of our kids were kind of, I'm not going to say the word failing because no child fails, but it was like extremely introverted. We, you know, I'd want them to talk out loud and use their voices and they were just kind of going into a shell. So I'm like, you know, you need to bring your favorite book to the barn and and read a chapter to your pony or your horse or bring a picture book and explain, to, you know, the pictures to your pony that you're riding today because we've got a lot of three-year-olds right now in our program. And um, okay. so... One of my, my mom said. Uh, three-year-old children? Three-year-old oh, children in your program? Yeah, we have from our youngest right now is two and a half, and our oldest mm. is wow. seven. We have about nine, ten, eleven, I'm trying to think, probably like 12 three-year-olds right now that are, that wow. are beating cancer, you know, and oh, they're in my goodness. So, but they're riding. They're riding independently. They they have to do everything. So the the cool thing about this reading program, um, our parents are saying, you know, they want to go to the library. They want to go get a book to read to their favorite horse today. You know, they want to – it's in the backpack with their boots and their helmet. And we hear from the parents that the kids are starting to open up a little more. One of my moms in particular last week, um, her son has brain had brain cancer, and when he started riding with me for the first time, he was like a little weeble wobble. He was 10 and no, no sense of balance. And, you know, then they took the tumor out and then, you know, months and months of chemo and radiation. And he is an impeccable little rider. We are so proud of him. He's going to show his first show in April. And his mom was crying last week and I asked her what was wrong. And she was, he's just come so far and, you know, we don't go to physical therapy anymore. We just come here. She goes, Wow. We just like this is where we're supposed to be and so that was just, you know, we were so excited to hear that and, and knowing that this is where he wants to be. And, you know, the first, I asked him, I said, Are you having fun here? And he's like, you know, Miss Tracy, the first few times I, I really didn't and I'm like, Well, great <laughs> And then he said, But now I'm kind of obsessed and I'm like he's so proud of himself and we got him some show clothes and we're supposed to go to a show in november and then we had some really bad weather so we didn't get to go to the show and he i mean he had his little hunt coat on his tall riding boots his show shirt and a tie and oh my god he looks so cute and i told him i said you know those little cowgirls and little english girls are going to be all over you chasing you and he's like i'm going to stay away from them you know, so cute. we're so proud of yeah, him. Yeah, wait till he's 13. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's the most beautiful child ever. I mean, he's so cute. And um, and he rides really well. <laughs> but, you know, the nicest thing our parents are telling us is that they're eager to come to the barn. They're, they talk about the horses all the way home. And we've got some little ones when they leave, they're screaming and crying. They don't want to leave. And so that just tells us that we're on the right path, you know. We also implemented a program since we have our house here on the property, um, a mom and dad's night out. We also do a bereavement group. Um, we do them every other month. Um, we have we kind of divided into six, six to ten moms per group, and um, we cook an organic dinner for them, have wine, and we do a, some type of art therapy, music therapy, yoga. 
um, meditation. We just do something for them each time. Um, this February, they have no idea. We have a nail tech coming in to do their nails, and that's going to be a big thing Aww. for them because our moms oh, wow. don't get pampered. They do not get pampered. So this is their night. Like we just had a Christmas brunch for us, one group of our moms, and started at 11. I said, it's 11 to 2. They didn't get out of my farm until 5.30, so they don't want to leave <laughs> each other. They're just it's a sense of community, you know. They they laugh, they cry, they 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 swear, they drink. They I mean, it sounds like a, it sounds like a bar scene, but it's really not. It's like this is their time that they can relate to other moms. A soccer mom, a baseball mom, is not going to understand what a cancer mom goes through. They don't have a a clue what it's like to sleep on a cot at the hospital for nights on end, and. You know, some of our moms know how to change the central line. So, you know, our parents, our moms and dads are pretty darn impressive, you know. But we just want to give them as much love and support as they need as we can possibly give them. I mean, no offense to our hospitals, but, oh, my gosh, they're overwhelmed. And there's just definitely not enough social workers and child life service members to, you know, fit the needs of all these families. So we want to be that liaison if we can um, for our families. So, and our siblings, like I said earlier, our siblings ride um, in our program as well. They don't, we always make sure they're not riding with their sibling. We make them come a different day because we want each child to have their own, their own pony that they ride, their own, you know, individual attention. So we feel that's super important because a lot of our siblings, you know, they get kind of to go to grandma and grandpa's a little bit more than they they really would like to probably or the next door neighbor's yeah. house. Yeah. Yeah. Sibling is, you know, and they don't, you never really, people really never think about the siblings' mental and physical health and their well-being, mm-hmm. you know, so focused on that child that's sick and but their little brothers and sisters are big brothers and sisters are watching everything that they're going through. And it's very scary. It's very scary. And I feel like I'm honored that a lot of the kids will talk to me and go, I'm scared. This is happening and I don't know what to do about it. So I feel very blessed that I can, you know, kind of help them a little bit, you know? So, wow. yeah. Well, wow. Tracy, I want to take a break. There's a there's a great song that, uh, and I bet you know her, Marianne Kennedy, uh, a, a great friend of ours wrote. It's called "Who Saved Who," and uh, we're going to take a listen to this song. And yeah, and then we'll be back and talk more with Tracy in just a moment today on Saddle Up America.
with our special guest, Tracy of Angel Heart Farm in Nashville. Tracy, this is Bobby. I haven't really had a chance to chat with you yet. Um, I've been spending a little bit of time on your website, which is one of the favorite places I like to go. Um, and you, it's a wonderful website. Oh, um, thank you. Yeah. Ashley Summerford does ours and, She's also an amazing photographer and videographer. She's 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 just such an artist. So we love her to pieces. She's yeah, she's great. <laughs> yeah, and um, and I would encourage our listeners, um, angelheartfarmnashville.com is the website. And um, I've been looking uh, I've been looking all around it the last couple of days, and um, and where I'm going to talk about right now is kind of the get involved section of the website. Um, you've got lots of opportunities, children's sponsorship, 
equine sponsorship. There's even an Amazon wish list. How fun is that? Yeah. (laughs) I was just clicking on that to see some of the things that takes you right to the Amazon wish list and see some of the things that you all would would like to have. And then there's even um, suggested gift cards from places like Tractor Supply Company and Hobby Lobby, Michael's, Target, Walmart, and such. So just um, opens one's eyes to the kinds of things that you need on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to talk about anything you really could use? Like right now, we're we're coming to the end of the year. This is a right. perfect time to make a year-end donation. Tell tell our listeners how they could do sure. that. Um, well, right now we are in the middle of our capital campaign. Um, we are buying our farm, and um, that is our biggest need right now. We're blessed with 11 great horses. I don't want any more animals on my property. Um, <laughs> um, we're great on saddles. We're not all that. We're, you know, we're, we're pretty lucky with ever, all the equipment and everything we have. Um, so our capital campaign is our top notch right now any amount of dollar it goes directly to that um our annual budget is really relatively small for what we do um our program is completely free for our families there's not even a nominal fee um we also have an opportunity um each of our children are sponsored and with that they get their own pair of cowboy boots and their own riding helmet and a swag bag and that's just 150 dollars and we've been so lucky um dan post boot company they have been our boot sponsor since the day we started the program um all of our kids get what they want from them i mean they have the nicest boots and um they mm-hmm, do they we love them and i will call sherry up and i'll say i have a new little rider she wears a size three she goes okay what color and like i swear it's the next day <laughs> she's better on the next day they've got our kids have their boots so um we've been very that um our horse sponsorship is twenty five hundred dollars a year um that just covers you know their their feed their um their vet care um we have an amazing vet elsa jones elise jones she's she does a lot of alternative vet clinics vet work that we love like some chiropractic work and some um, acupuncture and you know she really understands um, the horse's needs and we just love her and um, so yeah I mean our, our, I would say our capital is our biggest our children's sponsorship is a, a big one um, it's it's I hate to say it it's sad that we have more kids I mean every week I mean mm-hmm. I feel like we have phone call and um, though we love what we do we really don't want to do this job I mean mm-hmm. I would mm-hmm. I tough job I mean I don't even call it a job it's just a tough a tough road you know um, and people go I bet you're excited you get a new little rider and I'm like no because I know what treatment plan they're on it's really horrible so but mm-hmm. you know our wish um, we have our farmhouse um, I should let people know that a lot of our families from out of town stay here with us, um, like for a weekend or um, we have a, it sounds silly, a wing of the house because the house is not that big, but they have their own bathroom, their own bedroom, and their own children's room. So there's three rooms in the house that are dedicated for our families. And then the upstairs of the house, um, the Nashville Predators, um, they helped us create. It's um, a game room. It's 
our natural predators, you know, it's all gold and blue. <laughs> and uh, there you go. And, and all that. It's a nice little reading nook area and um, just a chill, you know, place that kids can watch their movies or whatever they want to do. And like a lot of stuff is for the house. So if you see a towels on there on the wish list, it's not for me. It's it's for our family room and stuff. But, <laughs> yeah, we, and all of our kids get, you know, we spoil them pretty much. Like, we were very fortunate this year. All of our kids, our little girls got equestrian dolls, these new um, American girl dolls. We A church oh. came up together for us and said, how many little girls do you have? And I told them, and they're like, each of our girls got the most beautiful equestrian doll with a pony. So it was really great. And then we had the boys all got big Lego kits and, you know, we wanted them to have something from, from the farm that they could, you know, know was really theirs. And they all got riding gloves. And, you know, when it, when you give a child their own boots, their own helmet, and their own gloves, they really start to feel like, you know, there's some, they're pretty mm-hmm. cool. You know? Especially mm-hmm. the boots. I will say when a child puts on their first cowboy boots, that grin is, just, you know, as big as Texas. And we know what it's like <laughs> to put our favorite boots on. I mean, we wear them every yeah. day, you know. But they're so excited and, you know, so, but like I said, I'll say it a hundred times over, our biggest need is just to pay this farm off. We, we don't have a long time to do it. So we want to make sure it gets paid off. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So is the easiest way for them to make a, people to make a donation is just go to the website and go to um, get involved and then donate? Yep. That's exactly right. Yeah. And then, you know, they can always reach out to me. I I always will pick the phone up. If I don't pick up, just I would say just leave me your voice message and I'll get back with yeah. you. But, um, yeah, if they have any questions, we are a 501c3. Um, we have been for 21 years. We're perfect standings with the government. And, you know, we're with Giving Matters in Nashville, in Nashville, Tennessee. And you can look at all of our financial stuff and know where every dollar goes. Um, 100% of our any funding that we receive goes directly to the foundation. It doesn't go to a salary. We don't have a staff. It's just me. Um we're kind of a one girl show with a great board of directors. So, but yeah, all the hundred percent of the funding goes to the program and the needs of the horses and the kids. Wow. It's amazing. Do you have um, any, any events coming up? Yeah, we do. We're super excited. We've got like a bunch of things coming up. Um, Our first one is um, this past July, um, the Franklin Polo Club came to us and said, we'd love to do a polo match with you for the, the farm, a benefit. And I'm like, really? And I'm, they're like, yeah. So we had, it was amazing. It sold out. We had these great cabanas on one side, like the VIP section. And then um, and then general admission was on the other side. And every the whole side was packed. And it was in Franklin. Wow. It was um, the Tennessee versus Kentucky. So I think, Tennessee won. Yeah, we did win. I didn't really watch much of the games. Our team captain um, from the Nashville Predators, um, Mr. Roman Yossi, he was our guest of honor, and he threw out the the ball with three of our fam, three of our kids, and um, it was so much fun. A poor guy, he was mobbed. I was like thinking, none of these people aren't going to know who this hockey player guy is, and yeah, everybody knew who he was. So he was very generous with his. Yeah, we we're huge. We're hockey people. 
horses and hockey are our big thing at the farm. You know, our our kids are very spoiled by the Nashville Predators. They, um, yeah, we love them. They have a certain um, uh, suite that they get to go to, 365 suite, and um, they're they get to go to a lot of games and spoiled by that team. So. But and then our biggest event, and so that's in July. I think it's the 22nd. I want to post that next week. I'm just verifying the dates on that. And then our cowboy ball, which I can't wait because I know you guys will be involved in this, Gary. I know you'll be all over it. There you go. Um, we haven't done one in a while, but because um, I had a cancer relapse and with COVID and with everything else, so this will be our first cowboy ball we've done in a long time. And it's going to be at the factory in Franklin. We're looking at two dates. I've got, I'll have the date tomorrow. We've got to figure out which one's going to work the best for the venue and for the artist. We have um, a major artist play. We have, um, it's a dinner, sit down dinner and live auction and silent auction. We crown our prince and princess of the ball. We've picked two of our little mm. riders now already. And, um, and then we're doing an equine art show. We have artists five different artists from all over um, the Southeast that are coming in and they'll donate a art art piece for the show and to auction off. And then people can buy the other, you know, pieces. Um, and they're five amazing. Like, I'm so excited about them. <laughs> and um, huh. we haven't done it in a while. And then um, it's dancing. We've got some dance teachers that are going to teach everyone how to two-step and, you know, do a little, little bit of line dancing. But um, we're Super excited about this. It's, we just sell out every year. So we have, I mean, like I said, it will be in the next couple of weeks. We'll have more information on our website. But those are our two biggest fundraisers that we're doing. And then on a small, small scale, in May, we're hosting a benefit horse show in um, Shelbyville. It's an all-breed show, and it's a, kind of a beginner show um, for a lot of young riders to come to and get their feet wet in the show ring. And there'll be English and Western jumping and some ranch riding and, you know, your halter classes and your, you know, costume classes and egg and spoon. And, you know, it'll just be a fun little show. And so those are our, our three that we're diligently working on right now. So, you wow. know. Wow. What's happening? <laughs> 2023 sounds very exciting. <laughs> yeah, we're we're excited. It's gonna be good. We're yeah. I would just really, I say this every day. I just feel very honored and blessed to do what I get to do. And you know, we've got really great families and wonderful, beautiful kids, and you know, that are beating cancer. <laughs> so yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tracy, you are absolutely awesome, and uh, and Mary Kay and I are going to get out to College Grove to visit you before too long, so we're looking that forward sounds, to doing that. That sounds like a plan. Our barn doors are always open. Anyone can visit. They just have to give me a heads up that they're on that they're driving down the road. <laughs> I don't go anywhere. <laughs> I only go to those like few places I go. So yeah, I'm always here. Oh gosh. Hey, give us your website again so people can go and visit that and uh, and donate yes. and help you with your cause. Um, it's angelheartfarmnashville.com and um, get involved page. And on our website, you can, there's a video on our farm um, that Natalie Simmons did. She's actually Dolly Parton's videographer and we're like, 
she's one of our dearest friends. We're lucky to have her. So she does beautiful, you know, video on the farm. So you really can see the horses, the kids, the parents talking. And then, um, yeah, you can see all the pretty horses and all the cute kids we have. So, and our anybody can reach out to us anytime if there's any families that need our services. Again, it's completely free, and we're we're here for them for the long for the long haul. Well, Tracy, thank you for what you're doing for these children, oh, and, uh, and and thank you for creating Angel Heart Farm and oh, well, doing, doing the work that you do. Well, thank you so Look much. Look forward it's to nice having to you back. back. We'll have to we'll have to have you back and talk more about the uh, cowboy ball when you get things lined up for that as well. well I'm calling you. Don't you worry about that. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> thank you so much. <laughs> All right. Have a great day. Thanks, guys. All right. Thanks, Tracy. And we're going to listen Bye. to this one from Belinda Gale. It's called He Sang for Me, and we'll be right back. out of hospitals the days wore on and someone came to visit one rainy afternoon and changed my life with a song I knew that day was special and the nurses fussed about all us kids we didn't know what to expect he walked in with his guitar, no one made a sound. And he came and he sat down on my bed. And he sang for me, he sang for me. The greatest man I'd ever meet was sitting right by me. And as long as I live, were a pair Though the room was full of kids In the hospital that day He shook my hand and winked and said Put her there Then he sang for me He sang for me The greatest man I'd ever meet Was sitting right by me And as long as I lived Long ago, 
and that day is with me still. I sing for kids in hospitals today. Though I don't have a horse, this old wheelchair gets me round. I've kept his picture he gave to me that day. When he sang for me, he sang for me. The greatest man I'd ever meet was sitting right by me. And as long as I live, I believe he changed my life with song when he sang for me. sang for me and uh, you can make a difference go visit Angel Heart Farm Nashville.com and donate to help with these children that are critically ill as well Bobby a good good show today Mm -hmm. lots to look forward to in 2023 as we move saying farewell to 2022 and hello 2023. <laughs> Hello, 2023. Man, I yep. tell you what, it got here in a hurry. Got here in a hurry. I don't know whether that has anything to do with my getting older or what, but it it got here quick. It got here it quick. Did. But anyway, a lot of fun visiting with Alan and Jill and uh, finding out a little bit more about them. That was kind of fun. And then visiting with Tracy and Angel Heart Farm. What's going on there? What's going on with uh, Out West? Oh, uh, we just keep rendezvous with the writer. You've got a bunch going on. you got a bunch going on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we do. But you do, too. I think, you know, I think lots of us have a bunch going on. <laughs> I, <think laughs> I, don't, I don't know how not to, you know, somehow. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, but you've got um, you've got your Out West Hour. You've got that. Tell mm-hmm. folks how they can listen to that show, and then uh, rendezvous with the writer that you've got, and of course your Out West mm-hmm. shops. So tell us yeah. about that. Well, Out West Hour is um, airs live. Um, I mean, you can hear it live every Saturday on kupr dot org. Uh, community Low Power Radio out of Placidas, uh, New Mexico, and uh, it's usually a really fun show, and I usually have some type of a theme. Uh, we've been doing Sounds of the Season each week for the last four, and we will finish on um, with that four broadcast program this Saturday, December 31st, and the theme of the actual show is Reflections, and I'm playing some some music that really touched my soul this year. I kind of contemplative. I don't know about you, Gary, but I find this year, this week, for the really, for the first time in a long time, this week between Christmas and New Year's, I've been quite reflective. And um, I don't know if it's partly sort of aging in life, but thinking back to um, friends we've lost this year, people that have moved from. Um, being a happily married couple into being a widow or a widower and thinking yeah. over, you know, choices made, some good, some maybe not so good with hindsight and just 
the challenges that we see with um, aging and kind of uh, there's some really wonderful music that really spoke to me in, as I sort of reflect on 2022 and, and even the couple of years before it as we dealt with COVID and all of its craziness. And then um, the second half of the show, we are just swinging into the new year. So um, there's always a little bit of a theme going on with the Out West Hour. And the easiest place to go listen to everything, including um, Campfire Cafe and Saddle Up America, is on our website, outwestshop.com. And on the toolbar is Listen Live. And um, you can then just click on that. There's a little drop-down menu, and you will see at the top of the list the newest um, show. And um, you can click on it and listen. So Rodney Blue with a Writer is there, and Campfire Cafe is there, and um, Out West Hour, and even the concert series that we did for so long in California, that's there as well. So it's a great way oh, to Oh, that just, was so much um, fun. Yeah, and you can yeah. you can shop and listen to something while you're shopping because you can you know click on it to play and then just go you know browse the website. So um, that's, oh, that's the best great. way. That is great. Well, visit yeah. Out West Shops and uh, and and check all of those things out. And again, it has been a really quick year. Uh, a lot of things that have happened and a lot of things that have changed for so many people last year. And uh, but we look forward to 2023. It is going to be fantabulous. Can I say fantabulous? It'll be a <laughs> fantabulous. <laughs> Why not? 2023. <laughs> so we're looking forward to that. Next week on the show, we have Wiley Gustafson and uh, Wiley oh, in the Wild West. So he'll be our special guest. He's got a great new CD out. And we're going to be playing music from Bunchgrass. And, uh, and, and you know, it's, he's always... it's it's the number one classic country release on Amazon right now, Bunchgrass. Oh, wow. And, wow. Um, wow. Yeah. And, and you shared a fabulous review with me that just, um, I was just so excited that we're going to start 2023 with Wiley. <laughs> uh, gosh. Well, we're going to have some great guests lined up for 2023 as always. And we're looking forward to that. Got a new show that Mary Kay and I are going to be hosting uh, called Live from Nashville. That will be starting in January. So we'll have more details on social media and our website about that as well. And uh, maybe another show that's in the works. But uh, I can only do so much. I'm I'm getting old. I got to slow down. I got to slow down. But anyway, it's been a lot of fun today. Yeah, I do. But anyway, it's been a lot of fun today, and uh, you can go back and listen to all of our shows at equestrianlegacy.net, or you can go to Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, and iTunes. And there are two or three others that are out there that are carrying the show as well. So I guess most of your favorites uh, podcast, you can go listen to our shows. Just search for Equestrian Legacy Radio. It'll bring those up, but I think we've got close to 800 shows now that people can go back and listen to. So uh, I do that occasionally. It's like, man, that was a good show, and that was a good show, and wow, that was a good show. But anyway, it's a lot of fun. But anyway, we look forward to having you back here live next Thursday starting at noon Central Standard Time for the Campfire Cafe, followed by Saddle Up America. 
And uh, Bobby Bell, do you have any closing thoughts for the last show of 2022? I do. This is from James Baldwin. The world is before you, and you need not take it or leave it as it was when you came in. Great closing thought for 2022. We're going to close out today's show with a song by Wiley in the Wild West. And join us next week for his appearance. It's called Nashville Never Wanted Me. We'll be back next Thursday at noon Central Standard Time. Well, I'm a rogue. I'm a relic. Sprouted from the head of Zeus. Just give me a paint up old guitar and brother turn me loose. I sing my song for the working folks out on the northern plains, 2,000 miles from Nashville, and that's where I remain. Nashville never wanted me. Nashville never wanted me. I never wanted Nashville. Nashville never wanted me. Well, the golden days of Nashville, they're all but dead and gone. Back in 1957, well, them boys could write a song. But the well it done got poisoned by the suits on Music Road. They sold their souls to the devil, trying to turn them records gold. Nashville never wanted me. Nashville never wanted me. I never wanted Nashville. Nashville never wanted me. Of a billboard magazine Never had 10,000 screaming fans Never lived that rock and roll dream Never owned a Prevo bus Never toured the world in style When I hit the road It's a Chevy van And I paid for every mile Nashville never wanted me Nashville never wanted me I never wanted Nashville Nashville never wanted me No, sir Shall be the last and the last shall be the first A curse to be a blessing And a blessing be a curse But life is full of these mysteries They make no sense to me But I never wanted Nashville And Nashville never wanted me Nashville never wanted me Nashville never wanted me I never wanted Nashville Nashville never wanted me Nashville never wanted me. Nashville never wanted me. I never wanted Nashville. Nashville never wanted me.